Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. A voluntary sacrifice. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Our body and our spirit are God's, it tells us. How earnestly Christ prosecuted the work of our salvation. What devotion his life revealed as he sought to give value to fallen man by imputing to every repenting, believing sinner the merits of his spotless righteousness. Remember that sentence. That is our conditions. He imputes to every repenting, believing sinner the merits of his spotless righteousness. There's not one thread of human devising in that robe of righteousness, is there, brothers and sisters? How untiringly he worked in the temple and the synagogue, in the streets of the cities, in the marketplace, in the workshop, by the seaside, among the hills, he preached the gospel and healed the sick. He gave all there was of himself that he might work out the plan of redeeming grace. Christ was under no obligation to make this great sacrifice voluntarily. Why voluntarily? Because God would never punish someone who was innocent, would he? It goes against his principles. But Jesus volunteered to do that. He pledged himself to bear the punishment due to the transgressor of his law. So this is who, <clears throat> well, the wages of sin is death, right? Punishment was due to the transgressor of his law. His love was his only obligation, and without a murmur, he endured every pain and welcomed every indignity that was part of the plan of salvation. The life of Christ was one of unselfish service, and his life is our lesson book. The work that he began we are to carry forward. With his life of toil and sacrifice before them, can those who profess his name hesitate to deny self, to lift the cross and follow him? Whatever it is in your life that you know you're called upon to do, this crossing to you, that's your cross. We can lift it and follow him. He humbled himself to the lowest depths that we might be lifted to the heights of purity, holiness, and completeness. He became poor that he might pour into our poverty-stricken souls the fullness of his riches. Hallelujah. He endured the cross of shame that he might give us peace and rest and joy and make us partakers of the glories of his throne. Should we not give back to God all that he has redeemed? All that he has redeemed, let's give it to him. The affections he's purified, give him our affections. The body he's purchased, let's take care of this body he gave us. Give it to him to be kept unto sanctification and holiness. True Christianity diffuses love through the whole being. It touches every vital part, the brain, the heart, the helping hands, the feet, enabling men to stand firmly where God requires them to stand. We can, we can reveal the likeness of our divine Lord. We can know the science of spiritual life. We can glorify God in our bodies and our spirits, which are his. We can be perfect in our sphere as he is perfect in his. So we read that we are bought with a price. 
who did Jesus buy us from and who got paid? And I'm sure you ever wondered. I think we read the answers this morning. But sometimes it helps just to think about this a minute. So first, our debt was owed to God because our first parents disbelieved him and disobeyed his laws. They believed Satan and obeyed Satan. But the place that Satan then took on earth was the place that Adam once held under Christ. Christ is under his father. So God owned all of us, including Satan. 1 Corinthians 11.3, Paul says, But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ. There it is. The head of every man is Christ. So Satan was taking man's place or Adam's place. He just put himself under Christ, didn't he? And the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God. So it's God's law that our parents broke. 1 John 3, 4 through 6, John says sin is the transgression of that law. That's sin. And Romans 6, 23, Paul tells us the wages of sin is death. So the transgression of God's law gets us sin, and then sin brings us to death. We sin, and then God pays the wages, which is the death that he pays to us. The 1828 Noah Webster's Dictionary definition of justice is to give to every man his due reward or his just due creating it so we created a debt to pay by sinning jesus received our wages in our place and rescued us from subservience to satan his perfect life of obedience is imputed to those who receive him and fulfill the conditions we read the conditions today didn't we shall i go back over those again real quickly that um okay he imputes to every repenting, believing sinner the merits of his spotless righteousness. So repenting, believing sinner. Repent and believe. And then he will impute to us his spotless righteousness. Isn't that simple? There's just simple conditions. God doesn't ask the impossible. So <clears throat> Jesus received our wages in our place. Wages of sin is death. Jesus took that. He rescued us from subservience to Satan. His perfect life of obedience is imputed to those who receive him and fulfill the conditions. So we read yesterday that Christ bought us with his life. How? The debt of death was owed to us, and Christ paid that debt instead of us, so he died in our place. God's law was satisfied. God himself was satisfied by Christ's death. So sometimes it's difficult to realize we've been redeemed. All of our sin in the past has been, we've been justified. We can stand before the law without shame. It's all been buried in the depths of the sea. Leave it there. Don't think about it. Don't let it get you down. We can stand before the Lord. He doesn't want us to feel shame and guilt, does he? He wants us to stand free. Stand free. Don't let Satan have any power in your life by making you carry guilt. That's been for something that's paid. There's a promise that I want to read to you. Colossians chapter 1. Verses 13 and 18. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. And verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Wow. Jesus. He delivered us from the power of darkness. Thank you, Lord. 
So I want to every day just read a little trait of Jesus. And today is Desire of Ages, page 72. In his industrious life, there were no idle moments. He closed the door to the tempter. Closed the door to the tempter. Neither gain nor pleasure, applause nor censure could induce him to consent to a wrong act. He was perfect as a workman, as he was perfect in character. He taught that it is our duty to be industrious and that our work should be thorough. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your example. Okay, may we uh, learn to walk in his ways today by reading his word and trust in him. And may his word go forth and edify and bless many. And may you today, brothers and sisters, learn to walk with Jesus and trust in him. He is almighty. He will deliver you from your weakest moment. Call upon him. Dear Jesus, thank you, thank you, Jesus, that you are our elder brother, that you became one flesh with us, that we might become one spirit with you. For God is spirit, and you have given us the choice. We can choose. We choose today, Lord. And I pray for those who are here with me this morning that you would bring to them your heart's desire. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me today, brothers and sisters. I'll see you in the morning.